Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Good morning and Merry Christmas to all my listeners and subscribers. I hope you and your families are having a wonderful Christmas holiday. Please join me as I bring to the show this morning to start off our Christmas Day Part 1. Miss Murray Wilson and Miss Joan Banks in the NBC or CBS comedy show My Friend Irma and then the Lux Radio Theater presentation of Walt Disney's classic movie Pinocchio in this we find a carpenter named Geppetto who has longed for a son and has made a wooden marionette, a wooden puppet. So when he wishes on a star one night before going to bed, his wish becomes true and his little wooden marionette is alive. But for Pinocchio, he has quite an adventure. I hope you guys enjoy Miss Murray Wilson and Miss Joan Banks in the CBS comedy show My Friend Arma and the Lux Radio Theater presentation of Walt Disney's classic movie Pinocchio. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe, guys. And stay tuned to hear Mr. Bing Crosby and the Andrew sisters sing a couple of Christmas songs. I hope you guys enjoy my part one presentation and I will bring part two later on this evening. Have a great day guys. Thanks. For the safety of your smile, use Pepsodent twice a day. See your dentist twice a year. Lever Brothers Company presents the Pepsodent show, My Friend Irma, created by Cy Howard and starring Marie Wilson as Irma with Joan Banks as Jane. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship when other friendships have been forgot. Christmas Eve at 8224 West 73rd Street, New York City. And on the third floor in apartment 3B, all is serene and quiet. Except for my roommate, Irma Peterson, who is reading. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was stirring. Ah! Look, Gina, mouse! <laughs> now, don't get excited. It's lost. It's probably looking for Professor Kropotkin's room. Oh, gee, Jane, I've never been so happy on Christmas Eve, and that's because I have such wonderful friends. You and Richard and Mrs. O'Reilly and Professor Kropotkin, and of course, Al. Oh, by all means, Al. Of course, I can't really consider Al a friend because I'm going to marry him. 
<laughs> Naturally. And Jane, you don't know what it means to have a few good friends you can count on, especially a Christmas Eve. Well, you know, when you'd really like to be with your family, but mine lives over 1,500 miles from here. Irma, you never say much about your family. Oh, Jane, there isn't much to say. They're just an average family, just like me. <laughs> Perfectly normal people. For instance, there's, there's Anna Peterson, my younger sister. Uh, she's not as old as I am. It figures. And there's my brother, Ernie Peterson. Uh, he's engaged. To be married, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, what about your parents? Oh, I miss them the most. They're just like a mother and father to me. <laughs> you know that happens in most families, Irma. But, gee, they're, they're all in Minnesota and I'm here. But I'm not lonesome because I'm surrounded by good friends and, Jane, I really appreciate them. That's why I'm giving a Christmas Eve surprise party tonight for you and Richard and Professor Kropotkin and Mrs. O'Reilly and Al. Tonight? Uh-huh. Oh, Irma, honey. Well, I don't know how to tell you, but... Uh, tell me what? Well, dear, uh, excuse me, honey. Hello? Oh, hello, Richard. What? Yes, I know it's formal. No, I've never been to the Long Island Country Club. Yes, I'm terribly excited. It'll be our second Christmas Eve together. Oh, I'll be ready. Goodbye, dear. Jane, you, you mean you're going out tonight with Richard? Or what about my Christmas Eve party? Well, honey, you didn't say anything about it, and Richard invited me to a Christmas party at the Long Island Country Club. I'd hate to miss it. It's the affair of the season. Oh, but this is Christmas Eve, and I, I thought tonight we'd be together. Christmas Eve isn't like other holidays, you know. Well, I realize that, honey, but... Well, I, I could understand it if it was Independence Day, then we wouldn't have to be together. <laughs> we could be independent. Irma, I'm terribly sorry, but... Well, there's nothing I can do about it. Richard asked me weeks ago. Anyway, my not being here shouldn't spoil your party. You'll, you'll still have Professor Kropotkin and, and Mrs. O'Reilly and Al. I understand, Jane. I still have the others. Sure. Uh, come in. It's only me, Professor Kropotkin. <laughs> How are my two little Christmas trees? One full grown and the other a little sapling? <laughs> Why, Professor? Excuse me, a little Yuletide joke. By the way, girls, a Merry Christmas to you both. Merry Christmas to you, too. Merry Christmas, Professor. I hope you'll excuse me for coming down. I don't mean to interrupt, but I wasn't feeling so good. And when I don't feel so good, I always rush out of my room as fast as I can. Why? I wouldn't be found dead in that play. <laughs> well, girls, do you realize tonight is Christmas Eve? Yes, and just look at that blanket of snow outside. Isn't it lovely? That is a matter of opinion. If Mrs. O'Reilly doesn't put glass in my windows, not only will I have a blanket of snow, I'll have a carpet of the same material. <laughs> oh, Irma, you'd better ask the professor about this evening before it's too late. Oh, yes. Uh, professor, will you come to my Christmas Eve party tonight? Tonight? Oh, Irma, I'm so sorry. You mean... You mean you can't come either? Well, it can't be helped. I'm, uh, tonight I'm playing my fiddle at the Gypsy Tea Room. I've been practicing all day. Oh, that's terrible. Yes, I know, but they pay me for it. <laughs> <laughs> for 
first Jane disappoints me, and now you. Well, now, look, honey, the professor can't help it. He must earn a living. And after all, you still have Mrs. O'Reilly and, and maybe the Martins upstairs. And, of course, there's Al. Come in. Hello, everybody. Merry Christmas. Well, the same to you, Mrs. O'Reilly. Merry Christmas. Say, Mrs. O'Reilly, that's a beauty from stairs. But that sign in the middle of it. You don't like it? Merry Christmas, lots of cheer. Remember the landlady or you'll freeze next year. <laughs> to me, it's not a sentimental thought. Miss O'Reilly, I'm giving a big surprise Christmas Eve party tonight for you and Al. We come tonight. Oh, Irma, darling, I'm so sorry. You... You mean you're too busy, too? Yes, the Martins have invited me to go to Jersey with them. And since they owe me four months back rent, I can't afford to let them get on the train by themselves. <laughs> this is awful. First Jane turned me down and the professor, now you. <laughs> Maybe next year, Irma, dear. Merry Christmas and goodbye. <laughs> Sweetie, now stop crying. I, I know you're disappointed, but you should have told us about your party earlier. And besides, honey, you won't be left alone. You bought some food, didn't you? What do you mean? Of course I bought some food. Then Al will show up, I guarantee it. Speaking of food, I think I'll go up to my room and have my dinner. Are you cooking, Professor? No, I just take one look at that dump, I sit down and I eat my heart out. <laughs> Merry Christmas, girls. I'm sorry, Irma. Honey, I'm sorry things turned out this way for you. Oh, it's all right, Jane. This is one way of finding out who my real friends are. They're Al. Every one of them. Come in. Hello, Jane. Hiya, chicken. Merry Christmas. Oh, gee, Al. Merry, merry Christmas. I'm so glad to see you. Same here, chicken. I like being with you, too. Mind if I warm my hands on the radiator? Oh, of course not, honey. Uh, how'd they get so cold? Wanted to take the Crosstown trolley, but with all that snow on the ground, took me four hours to find a transfer. <laughs> honey, that's too bad, and your poor face, it's so red. Uh, uh, that ain't from the cold, chicken. They caught me with yesterday's transfer. <laughs> My goodness, look at the time. Richard's going to pick me up in an hour, and I haven't even started to dress. Al, aren't you going to take your top coat off? Oh, thanks, Jane, but I ain't staying. Just came in to wish Chicken a Merry Christmas. I gotta be on my way. Got a big deal brewing. Oh, Al. Oh, oh Chicken, it's important. Oh, you and your deal. Business is business, Chicken. I gotta be running along. But I'll be left all alone on Christmas Eve, and, and Al, I depended on you, my own boyfriend. Chicken, if I could only explain. <laughs> Don't bother. None of you must think very much of me if you can leave me alone on Christmas Eve. Fine friends I have. Goodbye. How do you like that? Al, of all the low-down, contemptible, good-for-nothing... Hold it, Jane. I won't have you saying those things about the girl I love. <laughs> I'm not talking about Irma, I mean you. How could you desert her on Christmas Eve of all nights? Me, I, I have to go out with Richard, but you're her boyfriend. Oh, Jane, I love Irma. And when a man is in love, he ain't responsible. 
He, he, he may do strange things, things he'd never do in his right mind. What are you talking about? I went and got a job. <laughs> you got a job? Al, have you been drinking? I knew it would shock you, but it's just for one night. <laughs> Want to make a little dough and buy Irma a present. Oh, well, I apologize, Al. I'm sorry I yelled at you. Forget it, Jane. Oh, gee. Listen, Al. The Christmas carolers. Gee, that's pretty. Would like to stay, but I, I gotta get to work. Tell her I'll see you tomorrow, huh? Goodbye. Richard, I can't go with you to the Christmas dance. Why not? Are you ill? No, Richard, I'm all right. It's just that, well, Irma, you see, Irma hasn't any family or relatives in New York, and, and this Christmas Eve, all our friends seem to be busy, and I just couldn't leave her alone, Richard. I wouldn't want you to. Are you sure you mean that, Richard? Of course, honey, I understand. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye, and Merry Christmas, Jane. Merry Christmas, Richard. Al, I thought you left. Came back for my hat. <laughs> Didn't mean to eavesdrop, Jane, but if you're willing to give up a good time tonight for Irma, I guess it's my duty to be with Chicken, too. Oh, Al, that'd be just wonderful. But wait a minute, what about the present you were going to get for Irma? If you don't work tonight, where will you get the money for it? Gonna hock my watch. But, Al, that's the only thing you own. You know that no matter how bad times have been, you always said you would never hock your watch. Well, a, a man like me don't need a watch. I, 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 I sleep all day long. So, so time is not important. And at night, it's too late to do anything. Uh, come in. Oh, it's you, Professor. Excuse me, Jane. I've been thinking about poor little Irma, and, well... I decided to give up the job so tonight I could be with her. But, Professor, won't that cost you money? You get big tips during Christmas. On Christmas Eve, it's not important to make money. It's important to be with friends. After all, what's money? Well, it's pretty important. I see you've been talking to Mrs. O'Reilly again. <laughs> no, no, my little Irma has no father in New York, so tonight, Professor Kropotkin will be her father. Atta boy, Pop. Listen, Al, the first chance I get, I'm disinheriting you. <laughs> Excuse me, everybody. I took the liberty of walking in. Why, Mrs. O'Reilly, I thought you were on your way to New Jersey. I changed my mind. I got to thinking about poor little Irma being all alone tonight, and I just didn't have the heart to go. I'm going to stay here with Irma. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Professor Kropotkin just said he's going to be her father. I tell you, if that's the case... I'll be her mother. I got news for you. If you're the mother, I'll be on the train for Reno in the morning. <laughs> Listen.
Listen, everybody, I've got a wonderful idea. Irma was going to throw a surprise party for us. Now we'll throw one for her. We'll give her the best Christmas a girl ever had. Swell. I'll go out and hock my watch and buy the present. I'll get my violin. Oh, and we can have the party in my apartment. It's bigger. Come along, Jenny, and we'll start decorating. Oh, it'll be a merry Christmas. Come on, Professor. Take me arm. A fair swap. She's been taking my blood all year. <laughs> until Irma finds out she'll be the happiest girl in New York. Train now leaving on track six for Harmon, Poughkeepsie, Albany, Buffalo, and Point Next, where to, miss? Please, mister, what is the fare to Minneapolis? Uh, $58 round trip. Fifty-eight dollars? I, I only have six. Where can I go for six dollars? Six dollars? Well, let me see. How about Niagara Falls? Oh, I couldn't go to Niagara Falls. I'm not even married. <laughs> I'll, I'll find some other place to go. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Run the tip of your tongue over your teeth. If you feel a slippery coating, you have film on your teeth. And you need Pepsodent with Irium to remove it. For film is worse than you think. Film collects stains that make your teeth look dull. Pepsodent toothpaste removes film, makes your teeth look bright. Film harbors germs that cause unpleasing breath. Pepsodent removes film, makes your breath fresh and clean. Film glues acid to your teeth. The very acid many dentists agree is the cause of tooth decay. Pepsodent toothpaste removes film and the acids it contains. Film never lets up. It forms continually on your teeth. Yes, you have to fight film every day. So brush your teeth twice a day with Pepsodent toothpaste because no other toothpaste can duplicate Pepsodent's film-removing formula. No other toothpaste contains Irium or Pepsodent's gentle polishing agent. So start now to fight film. Brush your teeth twice a day with Pepsodent the toothpaste with an exclusive formula for removing film. Well, we're down in Mrs. O'Reilly's room, the professor, Al, and myself. Al is beaming proudly. Come January the 1st, he will have completed a solid six years of steady unemployment. <laughs> I'm setting the table, and Mrs. O'Reilly is out trying to find a Christmas tree. Oh, me aching feet. I've walked all over, and I can't find a Christmas tree. Well, did you see Irma anywhere in the neighborhood? No, I didn't. But it's nothing to worry about. We must get the tree before she gets back. Tree? Well, there's only one man who can help us. Who, Al, as if I didn't know? Who else but... Hello, Joe? <laughs> Al, got a problem. Need a Christmas tree right away. Huh? I can get one at Macy's already trimmed for a dime? Oh, the dime is for a glass cutter. The tree is in the window. <laughs> no, no, Joe, no. No, this, this is Christmas Eve. When I hear jingle bells, I don't want them on a patrol wagon. <laughs> what, Joe? You're playing Santa Claus tonight? Going down the chimney? Joe, this is quite a change for you, isn't it? Oh, you're going in with an empty bag and coming out with a full one. <laughs> 
Well, Joe, nothing I can say except good luck and Merry Christmas, noble friend. Oh, Al, what are we going to do? It's getting so late. Stand over there and, and we'll put out all the lights and give her a big kiss. Come in. Merry Christmas, honey. Here's one for me. Me too, my darling daughter. For goodness sake, will someone please put on the lights? <laughs> Richard. I thought Irma needed a shave. <laughs> Richard, we didn't expect you. I, I thought you went to the club. I couldn't take it. Same old crowd, same old monotony. So I realized that I'd rather be here with real people on Christmas Eve. Oh, gee, Richard, I'm so happy, and you're more than welcome. Where's Irma? Well, she thought we were all deserting her, so she went out in a huff. That's why we're throwing a surprise party for her. We're waiting for her to come back. Yeah, don't want to find chicken until we can get a Christmas tree, though. Uh, got any ideas, Richard? Why don't we go out and buy one? Nice gesture, Richard. We'll wait here for you. <laughs> Richard, you don't have to. It's my pleasure, Jane. I saw several on the way over. I I'll have one in a few minutes. Be right back. And I'll get the cake out of the oven. And I'll make some punch. And I'll tell you when it's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jane, what are you crying about? The party's taken form. I know. So wonderful having everyone pitch in, Richard getting a tree, and, and all of you giving up things. Oh, this is the most wonderful Christmas I've ever had! Look, lady. This is your third round trip on this ferry boat. Ain't you got a home? Ain't you got any friends? No. Well, take my advice. Make some. All right, I'll, I'll try. Thank you, and a Merry Christmas to you. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Sleigh. Oh, what fun it is to ride on a sleigh in a one-horse open. Oh, hold it, hold it, hold it, fellas. Look, lady, we're Christmas carolers. We don't do this for a living, but we enjoy it, and we rehearse a great deal. We don't mind you joining us, but we like to have the sleigh come after the horse. I'm sorry. Okay, fellas, let's do it again. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride When the horse comes after the sleigh <laughs> Look, lady, would you mind running along? Oh, all right, I was just lonely Merry Christmas Pardon me, lady Have you got a dime for a cup of coffee? <laughs> oh, you poor man and Merry Christmas. Uh, maybe you ought to have another dime for a donut. Oh, thank you. Oh, gosh, I, I don't have any change. Well, would you like me to break that five for you? <laughs> if you don't mind. Uh, are you all alone in New York, too? Yeah. <laughs> How about you? I'm from Minnesota. Minnesota. How well I know that place. You know, you look very familiar. I do? Oh, oh my name is Peterson. Of course. 
You're Peterson's little daughter. My, my father's name is George. Hey, let me think. Peterson. Hey, that must be George Peterson. No, how did you know? Why, I remember. <laughs> you used to live in... Uh, in... Uh, Minneapolis. Let me see. Minneapolis. George Peterson. Minneapolis. <laughs> That's the place I never forget a name. Oh, well, it, gee, it, it's so nice to meet some old friends, especially when you're lonely. You, you can keep the $5, sir. Thank you. But this is only a loan. I'll return it the next time I see your father. Good old Fred Petersburg in Wisconsin. No, no, it, it's Peterson in Minnesota. Mister, mister! Al, we've walked for miles. Perhaps we'd better go home and call the police to look for Irma. Maybe you're right, Jane. Pardon me, but you got a dime... Oh, Al, it's you. You got that quarter you owe me? Mushface, ain't you got no character? How can you panhandle on Christmas Eve? Uh, great pickings tonight. Just got a fin from a blonde. Told her I knew her old man, uh, Peterville uh, Peterson in Minnesota. Peterson? Al? Mushface, which way'd she go? Cross town. You know what? Why? What's the difference? I've been feeling like a crumb ever since I clipped her. <laughs> Seemed like such a nice kid. Hey, would you give her back this fin? Yeah, thanks. And Merry Christmas. Hey, bud, you got a dime for a cup of coffee? <laughs> come on, Al, come on. Let's go home and call the police. Now I'm really getting panicky. All right, Jane, I'm with you. Lady, I seen that picture, Mildred Pierce. Now you get off this bridge. I was just looking at the water, Mr. Watchman. Look, lady, don't look down there. Everything that's beautiful is up here. It's Christmas Eve, you know. Yes, I know it. I'm so lonely. Oh, I get it. You're all alone, huh? Yes. Uh, any friends? Yes, but my closest friends are far away. Well, now, don't you cry, sister. You're coming home with me. We ain't got much, but we're happy to share it. Hey, Bill. Uh, yes, Sergeant? Did you happen to see a blonde girl? Say, lady, what's your name? Irma Peterson. That's all we want to know. Come along, sister. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Didn't do what? I don't know, but my boyfriend always says to say you didn't do it. <laughs> Now, look, Janie, we got to be brave. Now it's up to the police. They'll find it. But we got to take our minds off it. Mrs. O'Reilly, would you like to dance? Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> I'll dance with her. I'll play the fiddle. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. How do you like that? I just started playing and already the neighbors got the police here. 
No, it's a, it's a squad car pulling up. I think it's Irma. My chicken. Oh, Al, it is Irma. The police have found her. She's coming up the steps. Now, quick, turn out the lights, everybody. Come on, we can still surprise her and have the party. Come in, dearie. Irma, darling. Surprise, chicken. Here's a big kiss for you. And here's a kiss from your father. Why, Professor? Quick, turn on the lights. I'm dying. I just kissed Mrs. O'Reilly. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Where have you been? Oh, you're all here. I thought no one loved me, and I felt so alone. Oh, honey, don't you know that people always spend Christmas Eve with their loved ones? And you're the one we love the most. Exactly my sentiments. Bless my little Irma. You're like my own daughter. Sure, chicken. I'd never leave you. I want to spend all of my Christmas Eves with you. Oh, this is the best Christmas a girl ever had, surrounded by her friends. Oh, it's midnight. Is that right, Al? Wait a minute. Look at my watch. Al, where are you going to the window? Watch happens to be across the street. <laughs> You're right, chicken. It's 12 o'clock. Merry Christmas, chicken. Merry Christmas, Al. And Merry Christmas, Professor Kropotkin and, and Mrs. O'Reilly and Richard and Jane and all our friends. Merry, Merry Christmas. And as for me... My sentiments are the same as those of my friend, Irma. Don't think that you are safe from film. Nearly everyone has it. Just run the tip of your tongue over your teeth. If you feel a slippery coating, that's film. And you'd better get Pepsodent toothpaste to remove it. For film collects stains that make teeth look dull. It harbors germs that cause unpleasing breath. Film glues acid to your teeth. The very acid that many dentists agree is the cause of tooth decay. And remember, film never stops forming. No, it never lets up. So brush your teeth twice a day with film-removing Pepsodent. No other toothpaste contains irium or Pepsodent's gentle polishing agent. No other toothpaste can duplicate Pepsodent's film-removing formula. Get Pepsodent toothpaste with Irium today. My Friend Irma is produced and directed by Cy Howard and stars Marie Wilson as Irma with Joan Banks as Jane. Mark Levy writes the script with Stanley Adams and Roland McLean and is brought to you by Pepsodent toothpaste with Irium, another fine product of Lever Brothers Company. The part of Al was played by John Brown. Hans Conried is Professor Kropotkin, Gloria Gordon was heard as Mrs. O'Reilly, and Donald Woods as Richard. Music was under the direction of Glud Gluskin. This is Wendell Niles speaking. The R-I-S-K, brisk flavor. That's what you get in Lipton tea. Yes, brisk flavor that picks you up, brings you back alive in a hurry. Brisk flavor that comes from Lipton's very special blending of the finest orange pico and pico teas. Try it you'll find that this brisk flavor of Lipton's leaves you refreshed and ready to go again. And you can enjoy it often, because even wonderful tea like Lipton's costs less than any drink except water. Always ask for Lipton tea, the brisk tea, with that heartwarming Lipton lift. Tune in one hour earlier next week and listen to the Lux Radio Theater, followed by the Pepsi and Show, My Friend Irma. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
Lux presents Hollywood. The Lux Radio Theater brings you the new Walt Disney feature, Pinocchio. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. This is a night that weaves a spell over the world, a time of reverence and rejoicing, of family reunions and storytelling by the fire. On this enchanted night, we can all believe implicitly in stories like Pinocchio. Walt Disney transformed this old children's classic into a modern classic of the screen, giving new life to the little people. You met him at our microphone last year when we presented Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. This year, his chair is empty, but he has sent us Pinocchio. Walt is busy getting Pinocchio ready for its national screen release through RKO in February. And besides, Mr. Disney's moving into a fine new studio at Burbank, the house that Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, and Snow White built. Tonight, we introduce his latest characters for the first time in the house that Lux built. In two years of work on Pinocchio, 500 artists made about two million drawings of such likable people as Pinocchio himself, Jiminy Cricket, the Blue Fairy, and old Geppetto, the woodcarver. The Blue Fairy accomplishes some very wonderful things in Pinocchio, and she ought to feel right at home here, because Lux Flakes, too, has quite a reputation as a doer of good deeds. They're the kind of good deeds that make life easier in your household when Lux Flakes plays the good fairy to our feminine listeners. I feel we can make you see the beautiful color of the Disney picture as we bring you the story and spirit of Pinocchio. It's the spirit of all small boys who'd rather look for adventure than go to school. Now, just put yourself in the place of Geppetto, the woodcarver. Suppose you had made a puppet, a little wooden boy, and then all of a sudden, the puppet began to talk and move about like a real boy. <laughs> I believe you'd be ready for almost anything to happen. And that's the best frame of mind I can suggest for you now. As the Lux Radio Theater curtain goes up on Act One of Walt Disney's Pinocchio. Christmas night. Dinner is over. And you're settled comfortably in your favorite chair beside the fireplace, gazing dreamily into the flames. You're relaxing for the first time today, and you've made a solemn resolution that nothing shall move you from this place for at least three hours. You won't be surprised if, at a time like this, that burnt ember on the hearth should move a little and sit up. For you've just noticed that it isn't an ember at all. It's a cricket, and not an ordinary cricket either. He wears a beaver hat and a long green cutaway coat. And in his hand, he carries a furled umbrella. He sits looking at you out of his large, rather mournful eyes. And then, just as if it were the most natural thing in the world, he begins to sing. If your heart is in your dream, no request is too extreme. When you wish upon a star, 
I bet a lot of you folks don't believe that about a wish coming true, do you? Well, I didn't either. But of course, I'm just a cricket singing my way from heart to heart. But let me tell you what made me change my mind. One night, a long time ago, my travels took me to a quaint little village. It was a beautiful night. The stars were shining like diamonds, high above the roofs of that sleepy old town. Pretty as a picture. As I wandered along the crooked streets, there wasn't a soul to be seen. The only sign of life was a lighted window in the shop of a woodcarver named Geppetto. So I hopped over and looked in. Inside, there was a nice, cheerful fire burning. Kind of a shame to see it going to waste. So what do I do? I go in. Well, sir, you never saw such a place. The most fantastic clocks you ever laid your eyes on, and all carved out of wood, and cute little music boxes, each one a work of art, and shelf after shelf of toys. And then something else caught my eye. Sitting up on the work table was a puppet. You know, one of those marionette things, all strings and joints. Cute little feller he was, too, all dressed up just like a real boy. But just then, I heard a noise. It was the old woodcarver, Geppetto, and his cat, Figaro. I jumped behind the clock just as Mr. Geppetto came over and picked up the puppet. Well, now, it won't take much longer. Just a little more paint, and he's all finished. <laughs> I think he'll be all right, don't you, Figaro? Sure, I paint a smile on his face, see? <laughs> that makes a big difference. <laughs> now, I have just the name for him. Pinocchio. Do you like it, Figaro? No. No? Well, we'll leave it to Little Woodenhead. Do you like it, Woodenhead? That settles it. Pinocchio it is. Come on now, we'll try you out. Music professor. Well, sir, was I surprised. Every music box in the place began to play, and Geppetto made the puppet dance. Quite a sight, yes, sir. Go play your part. Bring a little joy to every heart. Little do you know, and yet it's true, that I'm mighty proud of you. Little wooden feet, and best of all, a little wooden seat in case you fall. <laughs> My little wooden head. Oh, you are a cute little fella. And that smile. Well, it must be getting late. I wonder what time it is. Ten o'clock sharp. Ten o'clock. Uh-oh. Come on, we'll go to bed. Good night, Pinocchio, little funny face. <laughs> Look at him, Figaro. He almost looks alive. Wouldn't that be nice if he... Was a real boy. Oh, well, come on now, we'll go to sleep. Oh, Figaro, I forgot to open the window. Would you do it? Thank you, Figaro. Oh, Figaro, look up there in the sky, see? The wishing star. Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might have the wish I make tonight. Figaro, do you know what I wish? 
I wished that my little Pinocchio might be a real boy. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Just think, a real boy. A very lovely thought, but not at all practical. And with that, the old woodcarver turned over and went to sleep. Well, it was a nice night for it, so I decided to do the same. But just as I got settled in a comfortable position, the room was suddenly filled with starlight. Yes, sir, starlight. And it came right down in a long beam straight from that wishing star. And coming down along that beam, as I live and breathe, was a fairy. Yes, sir, a beautiful blue fairy. Geppetto, you have given so much happiness to others, you deserve to have your wish come true. Little puppet made of pine, wake, the gift of life is thine. What they can't do these days. Why, I can move, I can talk, and, and I can walk. Yes, Pinocchio, I've given you life. Why? Because tonight Geppetto wished for a real boy. Am I a real boy? No, Pinocchio. To make Geppetto's wish come true will be entirely up to you. Up to me? Prove yourself brave, truthful, and unselfish, and someday you will be a real boy. A real boy? That won't be easy. But you must learn to choose between right and wrong. Right and wrong? B but how will I know? How will he know? Your conscience will tell you. What are conscience? Con con what are conscience? I'll tell you, a conscience is that still, small voice that people won't listen to. That's just the trouble with the world today. You see... Are uh, you my conscience? Who, me? Would you like to be Pinocchio's conscience? Well, I... I... Uh, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Very well. What is your name? Uh, oh, oh uh, uh, Cricket's the name. Jiminy Cricket. Neil, Mr. Cricket. Uh, uh, well, uh... uh be a little careful with that wand now. Uh, easy does it, my lady. I W Pinocchio's conscience, Lord High Keeper of the knowledge of right and wrong, counselor in moments of temptation, and guide along the straight and narrow path. Arise, Sir Jiminy Cricket. Oh, oh, oh. oh look at my clothes. All brand new. Say. That's pretty swell, but, uh, uh, don't it get a badge or something? We'll see. You mean, maybe I will? I shouldn't wonder. <laughs> Make it a gold one? Perhaps. Oh. But I must go now. Remember, Pinocchio, be a good boy. And always let your conscience be your guide. Goodbye. Goodbye, my lady. Goodbye. Well, 
Pinocchio, maybe you and I had better have a little heart-to-heart talk. Why? Well, you want to be a real boy, don't you? Uh Uh-huh. All right, sit down, son. Now, you see, the world is full of temptations. Temptations? Yes, temptations. Uh, You see, there are the wrong things that seem right at the time. But uh, uh, even though the right things may seem wrong, uh, sometimes... uh, Sometimes the wrong things uh, may be right at the uh, wrong time or, or uh, vice versa. <clears throat> Understand? Uh-huh. But I'm going to do right. Atta boy, Pinocchio, and I'm going to help you. And any time you need me, you know, just whistle like this. Like this? Oh, no, no. Try it again, Pinocchio. Like this? No, son. Now listen. it? <laughs> when you get in trouble and you don't know right from wrong, give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. When you meet temptation and the urge is very strong, give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. Not just a little squeak, pucker up and blow. And if your whistle's weak, yell, Take the straight and narrow path, and if you start to slide, give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. And always let your conscience be your guide. (laughs) And always let your conscience be your guide. Look out, Pinocchio. Don't dance on the table. You'll fall off. You'll... Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, sir. It's me. There's somebody in here. Whoever you are, where are you? Here I am. Oh, Pinocchio, how did you get down on the floor? I fell down. Oh, you did? Oh, you're talking. Uh Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Yes, and I can move, too. No, 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 no. You you can't. I'm dreaming in my sleep. Uh, Where's water? Uh, A pail of water. That will wake me up. Now we see who is screaming. Go on, say something. <laughs> Gee, you're funny. Do it again. You do talk. Yes, the blue fairy king. The blue fairy. Uh-huh, and, and I got a conscience. A conscience. And someday I'm going to be a real boy. A real boy. It's my wish. It's come true. Figaro, look, he's alive. He can talk. Say hello to Figaro. Hello to Figaro. See, didn't I tell you? Isn't he smart? Oh, my little wooden head. My little Pinocchio. We'll make you very, very happy here for you. What you always wanted in life. Come on now, it's late. You, you, you must close your eye and go to sleep. Why? Oh, everybody has to sleep. Figaro goes to sleep and, and I go to sleep. And besides, tomorrow you've got to go to school. Why? Oh, to learn things and get smart. Why? Oh, because. Oh. Good night, my little Pinocchio. Good night. And maybe, maybe someday you'll call me father, huh? Sure. Good night, father. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Good night, son. Oh, look, father, look. Now, wait. Stand still now while I put on your coat. Huh? Oh, those. They are your schoolmates, girls and boys. Real boys? Of course, they are going to school. Now, 
here's an apple for the teacher, and you are ready to go. Now run along. Goodbye, Father. Goodbye, son. Well, sir, there he went, off to school. And where was I while this was going on? Folks, I'm ashamed to tell you, I was asleep. A fine conscience I turned out to be. I should have been right with him. You see, I'd heard about a couple of bad characters around that town. One fellow by the name of Honest John. And say, was he a bad one? He was as sharp as a fox. Yes, sir. Looked like a fox, too. Uh, kind of a long face like a fox. And say, come to think of it, I guess he was a fox. And, well, you see, this Honest John had a stooge by the name of Gideon, a dumb alley cat. And between the two of them, they were a pretty tricky pair. Well, when I thought about him that morning, I tell you, I just shivered all over. Imagine innocent little Pinocchio on his way to school with Honest John and Gideon roaming the street. Oh, Gideon, my boy, listen. The merry laughter of little children wending their way to school. <laughs> Thirsty little minds rushing to the fountain of knowledge. <laughs> ah, school, a noble institution. What would this stupid world be without school? <laughs> well, 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 Giddy, look at that billboard. Stromboli and his marionettes. Hmm. So that old rascal's back in town, eh? <laughs> Remember, Giddy, the time I tied strings on you and passed you off as a puppet? <laughs> <laughs> we nearly put one over on the old gypsy that time, eh? <laughs> good morning. Ah, good morning, good morning. Well, look at that, Gideon. A little wooden boy. Ho, ho. Now, who ever heard of a wooden boy? A live puppet without strings. <laughs> Gideon, look. It's amazing. A live puppet without strings. Why, a thing like that ought to be worth a fortune to someone. But who? Now, let me see. I know. Scromboli. Why, that fat old faker would give his eye to... Listen, Giddy. If we play our cards right, we'll be on easy street. Or my name isn't Honest John. Quick, after that boy. <laughs> here, here, stupid. Put that mallet away. Don't be crude. Let me handle this. Oh, my little toddler. Well, permit me to introduce myself. J. Worthington Fowl Fellow. A fine day, isn't it? Yes, sir. Well, well, well. Quite a scholar, I see. Look at his books, Giddy. A man of letters. I'm going to school. School? Oh, yes. Oh, then you, uh... You haven't heard of the easy road to success? Uh-uh. No? Huh. I am speaking, my boy, of the theater. Bright lights, music, applause, fame. Fame? Yes, and with that personality, that profile, that physique, why, he's a natural-born actor, eh, Giddy? <laughs> but I'm going... Straight to the top. Why, I can see your name in lights. Lights six feet high. What is your name? Pinocchio. Pinocchio. P-I-N-U, P-I-N-O-U-O. <laughs> but we're wasting precious time. Come, on to the theater. Life a night is life for me. A high silk hat and a silver cane, a watch of gold with a diamond chain. I did any day, a night is life is gay. It's great to be a celebrity, a night is life for me. I did That's when I finally caught up to him. The three of them, arm in arm, walking down the street. Just as they were passing by, I grabbed hold of Pinocchio and pulled him behind a tree. Psst! Pinocchio, it's me, Jiminy Cricket. Oh, hello, Jiminy. Where did he go? Quiet, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. 
Don't answer him, Pinocchio. Now listen. But Jiminy, I'm going to be an actor. All right, son. Take it easy now. Remember what I said about temptation? Uh-huh. Well, that's him. That feller there. Oh, no, Jiminy. That's Mr. Honest John. Honest John? All right, then. Here's what we'll tell him. You can't go to the theater. Say thank you just the same. You're sorry, but you've got to go to school. Uh-huh. All right. Got a boy. Here they come, Pinocchio. Now you tell him. Little boy. Pinocchio. Oh, well, well, there you are. Well, now, let me see. Where were we? Ah, yes. On to the theater. Okay. Goodbye, Jiminy. Goodbye. Goodbye? Huh? Goodbye? Hey, wait a minute. Pinocchio, hey, come back. Wait a minute. Right for me. A wax mustache and a beaver coat, a pony cart and a billy goat. I diddly dum, an act is right for fun. You wear your hair in a pompadour, you ride around in a coach and four, you stop and buy out a candy store, and that costs life for me. <laughs> In just a moment, Mr. DeMille brings you Act Two of Pinocchio. In a charming home out in Westwood Park this morning, a very pretty scene took place. The sun was pouring through the long, broad windows of a pleasant living room, lighting up the Christmas tree in its welter of packages. The family was gathered round, John and Peg, their two small children eagerly opening presents. So much noise. Any more presents? Any more presents? Here's just one more, and it's for Mother. Here you are, Peg. Thank you, John. Oh, Mommy, I wouldn't do it. Look at the box. I bet it's a ring. It is. Oh, John, you angel. A beautiful pearl ring. Read the card, Mommy. For the lovely hands of the loveliest woman I know. John, darling, I think I'm going to kiss you. <laughs> but you really shouldn't have done it, dear. <laughs> well, then you shouldn't have such beautiful hands, sweetheart. They ask for jewels. <laughs> and me, a staid old married woman. Oh, just a darling little homebody. <laughs> Who washes dishes every day. Now, that, Sally, was a homey loving scene that might happen anywhere. You know, Mr. Ruick, I don't believe there's anything that touches a woman quite so much as knowing her husband adores her. His love is so precious. And made up of so many little things, Sally. Yes, her hands, for instance. In a way, the appearance of a woman's hands doesn't seem important. But oh, how very important it really is. One of the big little things that makes for happiness. And that's why Lux Flakes are so important an item in the household. For Lux helps a woman do dishwashing and other soap and water tasks, and yet helps keep her hands looking dainty and feminine. You know, so few of us can afford maids. But that's no reason why we should look like drudges. And Lux Flakes enable us to do our own work, wash our own dishes, and yet help our hands stay attractive. And now, Mr. Ruick, I'd like to say to our audience that I hope they've all had and are having a very happy Christmas. You wish, Sally, in which I join you. Now our producer, Mr. DeMille. Act Two of Pinocchio. As we dream beside the fire where the flames cast dancing patterns on the hearth, we wait politely for our friend the cricket to continue his story. He's paused to allow a large round tear to roll down his cricket face. But now he rouses himself, and pulling a red silk bandana from his coattail pocket, 
he blows his cricket nose. Well, it was my fault. I should have known better. Maybe if I'd been with Pinocchio when he first met those two Sharpies, I could have stopped it. But there he was, an actor in Stromboli's marionette show. I went to the show that night to see him. I hid in a tree near the wagon they used as a stage. And near the end of the performance, Stromboli came out. Ladies and gentlemen, to conclude the performance of this great show, Stromboli, the master showman. That's me, and by special permission of the management, that's me too, Unquestelonaci, <laughs> is presented to you something you will absolutely refuse to believe. Introducing the only marionette who can sing and dance absolutely without the aid of strings. I hope so, the only and one Pinocchio. Hmm. What a build-up. Go ahead, Pinocchio. Make a fool of yourself. Then maybe you listen to your conscience. I got those strings to hold me down, to make me fret, or make me frown. I had strings, but now I'm free. There are no strings on me. Hi, hold the Mario. That's the only way to be. I want the world to know nothing ever bothers me. I got no strings, so I have fun. I'm not tied up to anyone. They get strings, but you can see there are no strings on me. Huh. Well, they like him. He's a success. Maybe I was wrong. Well, I guess he won't need me anymore. What does an actor want with a conscience anyway? Goodbye, Pinocchio. Goodbye. Goodbye. But I got the brain, I buy a new suit, and I gotta get a cane. I eat the best, and I drink a champagne. I got the new strings on me. 185, 195. Bravo, Pinocchio. They like me, huh? Oh, 200. You are sensational. You mean I'm good? 300. You are colossal. Does that mean I'm an actor? Sure, I will push you in the public's eye. Your face, she will be on everybody's tongue. Will she? Watch this. Counterfeits! Oh, for you, my little Pinocchio. Here, I give it to you. Oh, for me? Gee, thanks. I'll run right home and tell my father. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, sure. Going home to your father. <laughs> that is a very comical. I'll be back in the morning. <laughs> Come here. Be back in the morning. Going home. <laughs> there. This will be your home. This a nice little cage where I can find you always. No, no, no! Yes, yes, yes! To me you are belonging. We will tour the world. A Paris, a London, a Monte Carlo, Constantinople. No, no! Yes! We start tonight. You will make lots of money for me. <laughs> and when you are growing too old, you will make good firewood. Let me out of here. I gotta get out. You can't see me. Quiet! Shut him up before I knock you silly. Good night, my little wooden gold mine. No, no. Wait, let me out. I'll tell my father. Get up. Get along with that. Oh, Jiminy. 
was, sitting by the roadside in the rain when Stromboli's wagon passed by. And I felt pretty blue. I thought, well, there he goes, sitting in the lap of luxury, the world at his feet. Oh, well, I can always say I knew him when. I'll just go out of his life quietly. I would like to wish him luck, though. Sure, why not? I'll catch the wagon and slip under the door. Pinocchio, Pinocchio, it's me. Ha, your old friend, Jiminy, remember? Jiminy! <laughs> oh, gee, am I glad to see you. Hey, what are you doing in that cave? What did he do to you? Oh, he was mad. He said he'd push my face in everybody's eyes. Yeah? And, and just because I'm, I'm a gold brick, he's going to cut me in the firewood. Oh, is that so? Oh, listen, he stopped the wagon. Now, don't you worry, son. I'll have you out of here in no time at all. But how can you? There's there's a great big lock on the oh, cage. What's a lock to a guy like me? Didn't you ever hear of picking them open? Jiminy Valentine, my friends call me. Of course, I, I've never tried to make a living at it. I, uh, <clears throat> uh, it's kind of rusty. You mean you can't open it? I'm, I'm afraid not. It looks pretty hopeless. It'll take a miracle to get you out of that cage. Hey... Look up there, Pinocchio. That star. See? It's the wishing star. And here comes the lady. The blue fairy. Oh, what will she say? What will I tell her? Well, you might tell her the truth. Quiet. Why, Pinocchio. <laughs> Hello. And Sir Jimin. Well, this is a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Pinocchio, why didn't you go to school? School? Well, I... Well, go was... ahead. Go ahead and tell her. I was going to school to, till I met somebody. Met somebody? Uh, yeah, uh, two big monsters with, with big green eyes. Hey, Pinocchio, what's happening to your nose? Monsters? Weren't you afraid, Pinocchio? No, ma'am. They tied me in a, in a big sack. Pinocchio, your nose is growing. So they tied you in a big sack. And where was Sir Jiminy? Jiminy, uh, they, they put him in a little sack. Uh, uh, Pinocchio, I tell you, your nose is branching out like a tree. And how did you escape? I didn't. They chopped me up into firewood. Oh, oh, look, my nose. Ooh, what's happened? Well, looks like a plum tree to me. Perhaps you haven't been telling the truth, Pinocchio. Perhaps. Oh, but I have every single word. Oh, oh, please, please help me. I'm, I'm awfully sorry. You see, Pinocchio... A lie keeps growing and growing until it's as plain as the nose on your face. She's right, Pinocchio. You better come clean. I'll never lie again. Honest, I won't. Please, Your Honor. I mean, uh, Miss Fairy, give him another chance for my sake. Will you, huh? I'll forgive you this once. But remember, Pinocchio, a boy who won't be good might just as well be made of wood. I'll be good. I, I promise. Very well. But this is the last time I can help you. Oh, I'm free. Oh, thank you. Goodbye, Pinocchio. Goodbye, Sir Jiminy. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye, Goodbye. Oh, Goodbye thank you. <laughs> oh, Jiminy, my nose. Yeah, it's back to normal again, and, and you're free. Come on. I'm free. I'm free. Yes, sir. There we were, free as the air and on our way back to Mr. Geppetto's. But little did we know, little did we know that even then, no 
the new deviltry was hatching. Down in a waterfront dive known as the Red Lobster Inn, Honest John and his crony Gideon sat drinking beer. With them was a companion, an evil-faced, leering coachman. Hi, diddle-dee-dee, an actor's life for me. It's great to be a celebrity, an actor's life for me. <laughs> and the dummy fell for it, eh, Gideon? <laughs> he still thinks we're his friends. <laughs> and did Stromboli pay? <laughs> Plenty. That shows you how low Honest John will stoop. <laughs> now, Coachman, what's your proposition? Well, how would you blokes like to make some real money? Like this, maybe. And whose throat do we have to... Uh... No, 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 nothing like that. You see, I'm collecting stupid little boys. Stupid little boys? Yes, you know, the disobedient ones. What play you give from school? Ooh. And you see, listen. Oh, yes, And I take some to Pleasure Island. Oh, <laughs> to Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island? But the law, no, 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 there's no risk. They never come back as boys. <laughs> now, here's where you come in. Oh, yes, sir. I've got a coach load leaving at midnight. Yes. We'll meet at the crossroads. Yes, yes. And no double crossing. Oh, no, no, no. Scout around. And any good prospect you find, bring him to me. Yes. I knows what to do with him. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, Pinocchio. We want to get home, don't we? Sure, and you know what, Jiminy? I'm turning over a new leaf. I'll make good this time. Well, you'd better. I will. I'm going to school. That's the stuff, Pinocchio. Come on, I'll race you home. All right. Ready. On your mark, set, go. Come on, Pinocchio. I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh, oh I fell. Oh, <laughs> hello, little boy. I'm afraid that you've tripped over my cane. Oh, please, Mr. Ernest John, let me go. i got to be Jiminy Holmes. Just a minute, my little man. And how is the great actor today? I eh? don't want to be an actor. Strong boy was terrible. He was? But yeah, he locked me in a, in a cage. He did? Uh-huh, but I learned my lesson. I'm oh, going... Oh, my poor, poor boy, you must be a nervous wreck. Oh, well, we must diagnose this case. Come, Dr. Gideon, quit your notebook. <laughs> now, let me feel your pulse, little man. Oh, bless my soul, mm -mm 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 -mm. just as I thought. Bucolic semilunar contraptions of the flying trapezes. Mm -mm -mm. Now, hold your tongue. Hold your tongue and say hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. Uh-huh, Trans uh, compound transmission of the pandemonium. Even worse, close your eyes. Now, what do you see? Nothing. Aha, uh -huh. I was afraid of that. Now, that heart. Oh, oh, my goodness. A palpitating syncopation of the Killadella. Quick, Doctor, quick, that report. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now that makes it perfectly clear. Oh, my boy, my poor little boy. You, you are allergic. Allergic? Yes, and there's only one cure. A vacation on Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island? Pleasure Island, that happy land of carefree little boys where every day's a holiday. But I can't go. I... Why, of course you can go. Look, I'm giving you my ticket. Here you are, the Ace of Spades. Guy Spades? Oh, tut, 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 I insist. Your health comes first. Come, the coach departs at midnight. Come along now. Come along now.
Hey, diddle-dee-dee, it's Pleasure Isle for me. Well, every day is a holiday, and kids have nothing to do but play. Hi, diddle-dee-dee, it's Pleasure Isle for me. Splendid, splendid. Pinocchio! Uh, Pinocchio! Now, where do you suppose he is? Pinocchio! Oh, there he is. He's with that fox again. And they're getting into a coach. It's a coach all filled with boys. Oh, well, here we go again. Hello, kid. My name's Lampwick. What's yours? Pinocchio. Ever been to Pleasure Island? Uh-uh. But Mr. Honest John gave me... Me neither. They say it's a swell joint. No school, no cops. You can tear the joint apart and nobody says a word. Honest John gave Loaf me... Loaf around, plenty to eat, plenty to drink. Yeah, and it's all free. Honest John... Boy, that's the place. I can hardly wait. Ho, ho, ho. There it is, boys. Just ahead of us a bleed. Pleasure Island! What a place. Ferris wheels, merry-go-rounds, hot dog stands, shoot the shoots, everything. And all lit up like a million stars. And all for nothing, huh? Sounds fishy to me. Hurry, 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 hurry. Right here, boys, right here. Get your cake, pie, dill, pickles, and ice cream. Eat all you can. Be a glutton. Stuff yourself. It's all free, boys. It's all free. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Pick a fight, boys. Join the big free for all. Oh, boy, a scrap. Come on, let's poke somebody in the nose. Why? Ah, just for the fun of it. Okay, Levy, come on. Tobacco roll, tobacco roll. Get your cigars, cigarettes, and chewing tobacco. Come in and smoke your heads off. There's nobody here to stop you. Help yourself, boys. Help yourself. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Say. What's happening around here? All the lights have been turned off. And where is everybody? I don't like the looks of this. Looks like a graveyard. Pinocchio! Hey! Where are you? Pinocchio! Okay, Pinocchio. Are we shooting full or ain't we? It's your shot. Oh, sure. Nice try, kid. Have another cigar. It's on a house. Another one? Okay. a boy. Now watch this shot. The eight ball, a side pocket. Hey, Lampy, where do you suppose all the kids went to? Ah, oh, they're around here somewhere. What do you care? You're having a good time, ain't you? Uh-huh, I sure am. Ah, oh, boy, this is the life, huh, Pinocchio? <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Ah, oh, you smoke like me grandmother. Come on, take a big drag like this. Okay, Lampy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter, kid? Losing your grip? Pinocchio! Oh, hello, Jiminy. Oh, so this is where I find you. How do you ever expect to be a real boy? Oh, look at yourself. Smoking, playing pool. You're coming right home with me this minute. Hey, who's the beetle? Oh. Come here, you. Let me go. Put me down. Don't hurt him. He's my conscience. He tells me what's right and wrong. What? You mean to tell me you take orders from a grasshopper? Grasshopper? Look here, you impudent pup. It wouldn't hurt you to take orders from your grasshopper, uh, uh, your conscience, if you have one. Yeah, 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 sure. The screwball in the corner pocket. That's you, beetle. <laughs> Why, you young hoodlum, I'll knock your block off. I'll tear you apart and put you back together again. I oh, tell don't you... Don't hurt him, Jiminy. He's my best friend. Huh? Your best friend? And what am I? Just your conscience. Okay, that settles it. 
Goodbye. But, but Jiminy... You buttered your bread, now sleep in it. But Jiminy Lapwick says a guy only lives once. Lapwick? Huh. I've heard enough about him. Goodbye. Come on, come on, let him go. You're shot, Pinocchio. Goodbye, Jiminy. Lampwick. Huh. Lampwick. Well, that burns me up. After all I've tried to do for him, I've had enough of this. I'm taking the next boat out of here. Hey, hey, what goes on here? Where did all those donkeys come from? Come on, you blokes, keep it moving. Load those jackasses on the ship. We haven't got all night. Hey, coachman, where did all those donkeys come from? Come on, come on, let's have another jackass there. One coming up. Hello, jackass. And what's your name? <laughs> okay, you'll do. In you go. You lads, I'll bring a nice price. <laughs> All right, next. One coming up. And what might your name be? Alexander. Mm, so you can talk, eh? Yes, yes, sir. I want to go home to my mama. Take him back. He can still talk. Please, please. I don't want to be a donkey. Let me out of here. Quiet. You boys have made jackasses out of yourselves. Now fight for it. Boys? So that's what they brought them here for. They're changing them into donkeys. Oh, Pinocchio! Pinocchio! <laughs> to hear that beetle talk, you'd think something was going to happen to us. Conscience. Ah, fooey. Where does he get that stuff? How do you expect to be a real boy? But you think I look like a jackass? You sure do look, Lampwick. You're growing long ears and, and a tail. <laughs> hey. Hey, you laugh like a donkey. <laughs> hey, did that come out of me? I think so. Hey, what the... Hey, what's going on here? I got hoofs and a long snoot. Oh, I've been double-crossed. I'm turning into a donkey. Help, help. Quick, Pinocchio. The kids, the boys, they're all turning into donkeys. Uh, Pinocchio, where did you get those ears? What ears? Those ears. Oh, and you've got a tail. Me? Me? Oh, quick. we got to get out of here before you get any worse. Come on. During our short intermission before Mr. DeMille brings you Act Three of Pinocchio, we turn the microphone over to Miss Libby Collins, our exclusive Hollywood reporter. What have you found for us this week, Libby? Well, as a matter of fact, I found there's quite a lot of truth in the saying, the Colonel's lady and Judy O'Grady are sisters under the skin. Mm, that needs explaining, Libby. Well, you know, women are knitting from Maine to California these days. And believe it or not, the Hollywood actresses are just as enthusiastic about it as women anywhere else. I've seen Joan Crawford knitting between scenes on the set of Strange Cargo. It's one of Myrna Loy's favorite occupations. And whenever Rosalind Russell has a free moment on her hands, out comes the knitting bag. Movie stars and extras, script girls and secretaries, they're all doing it. I think Sally here has caught the fever, too. I saw her knitting away at something just the other day. What's it going to be, Sally? Why, it's a sweater, Mr. Ruick, a white one. It looked pretty nice to me. But uh, it's going to take a lot of washing to keep it white, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that doesn't worry me a bit, Mr. Ruick. It'll be easy to do with Lux Flakes. The same kind of care leading motion picture studios give their washables. Talk about sisters under the skin. 
Motion picture studios use Lux Flakes. So do women everywhere. Whether they knit sweaters or buy them. Or get them for Christmas presents. Those sweaters deserve nice care. Don't use hot water on them. Don't rub them with cake soap. And don't use soaps with harmful alkali. Just squeeze your sweaters gently through lukewarm Lux Suds. That's good sound advice. And it goes for the other nice woolens people get for Christmas. Like socks and mittens and scarves. If they're safe in water alone. There's no harmful alkali in gentle Lux Flakes to hurt any color or fabric that's safe in plain water. When you use Lux, you'll find it so pure, a little goes a long way. Lux is thrifty. We pause now for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. continue with Pinocchio. The flames mount higher in the fireplace, and Jiminy Cricket's excitement rises with the blaze. He climbs to the top of the brass andiron, and there, waving his umbrella about his head, he continues this strange tale. What a situation. Trapped on Pleasure Island, and Pinocchio's ear is growing longer by the second. I grabbed him by the hand. Through the streets we ran, down toward the boat. Then they saw us. They came after us, shouting and shooting and shooting and shouting. We ran up an alley. We jumped over a fence. I could hear them pounding along behind us. They were coming nearer and nearer. And then at last we reached the shore. Jump, I yelled. And we jumped into the water, swimming like mad. And we escaped. I'm on ill. Whew. Really, all in. Well, but we got home, and I hid Pinocchio's long ears under his hat, and we walked up the path toward the house. Gosh, certainly feels good to be back on dry land. <laughs> yes, it certainly does. Well, here's the house. The door's locked. Father! Father, I'm home! Uh, we're home, Mr. Geppetto. Father, it's me, Pinocchio! I'm home to stay! Wait a second. I'll jump up and look in the window. Hmm. What do you see, Jiminy? Well, he ain't there. <laughs> He's gone? Yeah. And Figaro, too. Oh, gosh, maybe something awful's happened to him. Well, don't worry, son. He probably hasn't gone far. Say, look. Look at that star. It's the same one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that bird flying around up there. Why, he's got a piece of paper in his beak. He, he's dropping it. Get it, Jiminy. I got it. What is it, Jiminy? Why, it's a message. Well, what's it say? It's about your father. Oh, why, uh, 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 it says here uh, that he went looking for you and, and he was swallowed by a whale. Swallowed uh, by a whale? Yeah, uh-huh, a whale. He, a whale? Oh, my goodness. A whale named Geppetto. Oh, he, oh, he's... No, Pinocchio, he's alive. He is. Uh, oh, well, where? Oh. Well, he, he's inside of a whale at, at the bottom of the sea. Bottom of the sea? Uh-huh. Hey, where are you going? I'm going to find him. Oh, but Pinocchio... Are you crazy? Don't you realize he's in a whale? I gotta go to him. Oh, now wait. Listen, son. Uh, this monstro, I've heard of him. He's, why, why, he's a whale of a whale. He swallows whole ships alive. I don't care. Hey, what's that rock for? I'm gonna jump off this cliff with it. Then I'll sink fast. Oh, my goodness. Goodbye, Jiminy. Goodbye. Oh, no. I may be live bait down there, but I'm with you. Come on. Let's go. Look out. 
Mr. Geppetto. Don't see him, Pinocchio. Of course not. We gotta find the whale first. Yeah, that's right. Come on, Jiminy. Father! Mr. Geppetto! Mr. Geppetto! Well, Figaro, I'm afraid we are done for. I never knew it was so cold inside a whale's stomach. <gasps> here we are, fishing for days in here, and not a bite. The whale must be asleep, I guess. I never thought it would end this way, Figaro, starving to death in the belly of a whale. And poor little Pinocchio, he was such a good boy. It's hopeless, Figaro. There isn't a fish left. If the monster doesn't wake up soon, I, I'm afraid we are done for. Huh? What was that? The monster's waking up. Maybe he's getting hungry. If he is, then we'll have fish. Yes, his mouth is open. He's feeding. Then it comes, he grows tuna fish. Oh, it won't work. Oh, 
Sorry, Father. Could we never get by those teens? Oh, yes, we will. saw the whole thing. I was right outside when that whale sneezed, and that raft shot out like a cannonball. But that didn't end it. No, sir. If you sneeze once, you gotta sneeze again, and that's what he did. He started to inhale. What a current. The raft went flying back into his mouth, but it didn't stay there, because the next thing you know, that second sneeze came. I could feel it coming. The whale was all red in the face. He puffed away up, and then he let go. Out came the raft again, and this time the monster was sore. He started chasing him, fire in his eyes, his teeth flashing and his tail swinging. Pinocchio and Mr. Geppetto paddled like fury. Oh, the shore was only a few yards away, but the whale was gaining. Inch by inch, foot by foot, closer and closer. His breath was hot on the river, hot on the He was very close, and just ahead was a big cliff. The raft swung in between two rocks, the whale right behind him. He went straight for the cliff, head on, and he hit the cliff. Where was Pinocchio and, and Mr. Geppetto and, and Figaro? They were washed up on the beach. And when I got there, old Mr. Geppetto was kneeling beside the little wooden boy. Pinocchio was, he was dead. My boy, my brave little boy. Oh, oh gosh, <laughs> don't cry, Mr. Geppetto. He, he was brave and we gotta be brave too. <laughs> My little wooden boy, he gave his life that I might live. <laughs> Prove yourself brave, truthful, and unselfish, and someday you will be a real boy. <laughs> Awake, Pinocchio. Awake. Father, what you crying for? Because you're dead, Pinocchio. No, no, I'm not. Yes, yes, you are. Now, now lie down. But, Father, I'm alive, see? And, and I'm, I'm real. Oh, I'm a real boy. Uh, you're alive. And you are a real boy. Ooh, 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 a real boy. <laughs> oh, Pinocchio, my dream is really true at last. Oh, gosh. Thank you, Miss Blue Fairy. He deserved to be a real boy and wealth. And here's your reward, too. A badge for Sir Jiminy. Oh, and you didn't forget. Well, will you look at that? A badge. Official conscience. Well, I'll be. <laughs> oh, and it's solid gold, too. Gosh. Thank you, my lady. Like a boat out of the blue, suddenly it comes in view when you wish upon a star.
In just a moment, Mr. DeMille will tell you about the play, which is going to start the new year. But first, Sally, I'd like to know whether Santa Claus treated you well today. Nobly, Mr. Ruick, nobly. <laughs> I got some lovely presents. I'm willing to wager almost anything that some of your presents were lingerie and stockings. As a matter of fact, they were, Mr. Ruick. But how did you know? Well, it's really not fair, Sally. I read somewhere the other day that lingerie and stockings are the most popular Christmas gifts for women. Well, they're popular with me, all right. Know what, Mr. Ruick? No, what? Every single one of those precious bits of lace and silk I got, and all my nice stockings, too, are going to be brought up on Lux Lakes. Not one single one of them is going to be washed with harsh soap or rubbed with cake soap. Not ever. So there. <laughs> well, you needn't laugh. I love my pretty new presents, and I want them to stay nice-looking a long, long time. Well, Sally, you've picked the right kind of care for them, then. Lux helps fabrics and colors stay new-looking longer. There's no harmful alkali and no rubbing to hurt anything safe in water alone. <laughs> Don't I know it. That's why I'm so set on never using anything but Lux Flakes. That's good advice, Sally. Mighty good advice. And I hope every woman in our audience will follow it. Now, Mr. DeMille. Here in the Lux Radio Theater, we have regarded it as quite an honor to present Walt Disney's Pinocchio for the first time. And we wish Mr. Disney a highly merited success with his new picture when his new picture is brought to the screen in a few weeks. Next Monday night, we bring a fine actor back to this microphone, Mr. Herbert Marshall. Our play is Sorrel and Son, adapted from the popular novel by Warwick Deeping. It's a profoundly moving drama of the sacrifice a father made for his son. Karen Morley will also appear with Herbert Marshall in Sorrel and Son. In your living rooms tonight are some who are there only on Christmas. And I know their presence has made it a happier day for you. Still others may have joined your family circle through the medium of the Lux Radio Theater because they knew that you at home were listening. So to those of our radio family who are at home and to those who are far from home, we send our greetings and our hope that you've enjoyed all the blessings of this Christmas day. And our hope too, that your prayers will join ours for the restoration of that blessing of 1900 years ago. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Our sponsors, the makers of Lux Flakes, join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday night when the Lux Radio Theater presents Herbert Marshall in Sorrel and Son with Karen Morley. This is Cecil B. DeMille saying good night to you from Hollywood. <laughs> Musical numbers for the picture Pinocchio were written by Lee Harleen with lyrics by Ned Washington. Our music was directed by Louis Silver. And your announcer has been Melville Roy. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.
with a tingle-ingle-ling To bring us all some Christmas cheer So when you're stopping by the fireplace And down the chimney with a smiling face We'll come criss-criss-cramming With a tingle-ling-a-ling-a With a tingle-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling As a brand new reindeer driven sleigh It's filled with toys For girls and boys And things you youngsters like to see Why there's gifts for Pop And there's gifts for Mom To spread around your Christmas tree Chris Chris Green With a tingle-ling-a-lingle Worked so hard throughout the year And he'll soon be here With a tingle and a lingle To bring us all some Christmas cheer So hang your stocking By the fireplace And down the chimney With a smiling face Will come Chris Chris Kringle With a tingle and a lingle With a What fun to ride and sing in a one-horse open sleigh Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight Jingle bells to jingle bells Jingle all the way Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. All the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring Making spirits bright All oh, what fun to ride and sing A sleighing song tonight Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh Oh, we have a lot of fun Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way 
Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. stars at night is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you Melikalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day that's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway here we know that Christmas will be green and bright The sun to shine by day and all the stars at night Melikalikimaka is Hawaii's way To say Merry Christmas to you Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Melikilikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Melikilikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Melikalikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas. A very Merry Christmas. A very, very Merry Merry Christmas to you. Well, guys, that does it for... Miss Murray Wilson and Miss Joan Banks in the CBS comedy show My Friend Irma and 
Deluxe Radio Theater presentation of Walt Disney's classic movie, Pinocchio, and our Christmas Part 1. Please stay tuned as I drop here later on this evening my Christmas Merry Christmas Part 2. And then stay tuned for New Year's Eve Part 2 and New Year's Day Part 2. And if you like the show, please comment and subscribe, guys. And stay tuned after the New Year's Day episode to hear an update on future episodes and scheduling changes coming this next year. I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas, and once again, guys, Merry Christmas, and always remember to enjoy the show. Thanks.